This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're looking at law and order in the heart of Tennessee this morning. So if there are specific items dealing with Murfreesboro, give us a shout. 615-893-1450-615-893-1450. Sergeant Amy Denton is with us this morning. It's been a while since we've had you with us here. Good to see you. It's been just a little bit. Good to have you back. Thank you. And Lieutenant Clayton Williams is here also. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good to have you here. And over in the corner, you're really hidden back there. I know. He's trying, he's trying to run away <laughs> over here. <laughs> I don't even see him sitting on a real low chair. Uh, Larry Flowers, the public information officer with the Murfreesboro Police. Um, in fact, I was wondering, Larry, if you could share with us, are there any specific uh, areas that we've, over the past month, between the last time you were here and now that have been problem areas that we need to sort of focus on this morning? Not necessarily. Uh, We've kind of lucked out uh, over the uh, past month with um, major crime. You know, we still have, you know, most of the things that are happening in our city, but, you know, we haven't had any any murders, thank goodness, and things like that. So. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> exactly. So we're, you know, officers are still out, you know, trying to keep the streets safe. All righty. If you have a question yourself about something specific you've heard about, uh, you can text us, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. And here's a text from a listener. They said uh, yesterday evening late uh, last, they said yesterday afternoon late. I don't know what time this is, but they're saying that uh, they heard quite a few sirens uh, in the area of Thompson Lane, that whole area. Uh, what was the situation? They said it was not one or two, but it was a whole bunch of them. Um, that time of day, that area, um, I mean, I, without going back and looking at the, at the call, I don't know of anything significant. If it was a, something of a significant occurrence, the we, Larry would have been notified and we would have had some kind of details on that. But uh, very often during that time, it could have been multiple calls going on at the same time. But you also have to remember now when any call comes out and there is um, a medical issue involved, you, you, you're going to typically have uh, sometimes one or multiple police officers at least two pieces of fire apparatus usually and, and at least one ambulance that's uh, going to these scenes so which and that can all be staggered across uh, a few minutes so there's a lot of sirens that can be heard associated with that plus on a main artery as thompson lane uh, you may also have multiple call people traveling the same direction to go to two different calls um so i like i said i'd have to get in here and dig in our cad to, 
our dispatch report to find exactly what that is, but nothing that of consequence that uh, we were notified about overnight. And I guess, too, by them saying it was late afternoon, uh, that would have made possibly traffic moderately heavy there. Sure. So a few sirens coming through slowly <laughs> trying to get through the traffic yeah. might sound like it's bigger than what it was. Exactly. So uh, just uh, we'll, we'll, if there's something major... We'll find we'll out. We'll put it out. If we find something that needs, needs to be public notified, we'll get it out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like Clayton said, if anything major happens in the city, I'm one of the first ones to get a call. And if, you know, we don't share anything, uh, you know, major, it, it was probably just a routine call. So I don't think she needs to uh, worry about anything. And okay. I, that's a good time, Larry, too, just to remind folks where all they can find, if you want to tell for folks that sure, are out absolutely. there listening, the best places to follow us uh, with social media and the website. I'll let Larry speak about that. So it, pull, pull the it. mic around to you a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, any major happenings within the police department, we do share it on our social media pages. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Well, Instagram, we try to put all the feel-good news, but uh, Twitter and Facebook are two of the social media sites. And, uh uh, of course, just search uh, Murfreesboro Police Department on Facebook. It's uh, forward slash Murfreesboro TN Police Department. And then on uh, Twitter, it's at Mboro Police Department. It's, the, um, it's our name on uh, Twitter. So we're going to pretty much put out any information on those. And, uh, of course, we also share with the uh, media. So... You know, just uh, be sure to just watch all that stuff for any major news that happens here in Murfreesboro. Okay. Uh, as we look at other issues, uh, any any problems with road rage, or has that sort of died down? Or uh, I know we were having some a few things here and there recently, but uh, hopefully, does it does that is that seasonal or does? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think in Murfreesboro, it's. Uh, Typically between the hours six thirty and eight and four thirty in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. and seven, I think it's. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't know that it, road rage. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's ever going to go away until we get maybe all everybody's in self-driving autonomous cars. Um, we haven't had any incidents where we've been uh, notified about assaults or, or or criminal acts in that regard. Um, I know we do get several calls about the way people drive and, and their habits and especially around um, busy places either abusing some of the rules of the road or also in neighborhoods um, people uh, driving too fast through those areas so i guess road rage it's and it's it's a lot of different levels uh, but i don't know that we've had anything that's risen to the level of a criminal act or an assault that's taken place in in recent time very good. We have a text here from a listener who has just recently moved to Murfreesboro. I bet you've never heard Welcome. that one before. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't know anybody was moving to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they said that uh, they moved here from Indiana where they had earlier had neighbors who worked together to try and reduce crime. Do you have programs like that here? Yeah. We do. Um, we have several neighborhoods that have uh, neighborhood watch programs. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, we haven't had any launch meetings uh, for the past year or so. Um, but if they live in the city limits of Murfreesboro, they're welcome to reach out to me. 
And if there is a group already established in their neighborhood, I'll try to get them in touch with the ones that, that started it. Um, you know, the, the backbone of Neighborhood Watch, though, is go out and meet your neighbors. Find out who lives next door and who lives across the street um, and uh, stay in touch with each other. And that way, everybody kind of keeps up with what's normal and what's not. And if it's something that's not normal in your neighborhood, call dispatch and let an officer come and see what's going on. Now, do they, to start one of these programs, do they call your office? Do they call Murfreesboro Police number or what? They can just call me directly. Um, My office number is 629-201-5580, or they can email me. It's um, A. Denton, that's D-E-N-T-O-N, at MurfreesboroTN.gov. Okay. And uh, that's dealing with Neighborhood Watch. Is there a fee for that? No, no fee. Okay. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Good, Bart, and good morning to you and your guests, sir. Good morning to you. Bart, I have an issue also concerning that. It's kind of like the Neighborhood Watch, I guess, would be involved. But we're within the city limits in a subdivision here, and, um, you know, we're walking our dogs. We're doing everything evening time stuff. We've got a lot of speeding going on in our subdivision. Uh And I understand that it probably should be patrolled by the city. What else can be done? What's being monitored in some of these subdivisions? I mean, my little dog got away from me. I mean, you you, you know, it, it would be devastating. Um, obviously, she's on a leash and everything, but when they come through, they even see you walking dogs. I mean, and they live in the subdivision, and they don't even slow down most of the time. And I'm not sure what the speed limit is. Maybe they can help us here, but uh, can can we elaborate on that a little and what general part of town is this? Because they may have some plans for it. Okay, this would be in the Hamilton Drive, uh, 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 Jones, uh, Mitchell Nelson, but the, the, it's Minglewood subdivision uh-huh. was originally built about 20 years ago. Lucille right. Lane, Clifford, in that area. Okay. Uh, first of all, are there any, I know you've had some, I think they're called speed humps in uh, certain areas. Has that worked out, by the way? Because it looks like it would do exactly what he's talking about. Well, it's interesting. It's a little bit early to tell as far as the results. I know that there's a, if you will, a pilot program that uh, the city has worked with the Homeowners Association there uh, on Alexander Boulevard. Um, They call them speed humps. I think there was an article in Daily News Journal featured there. so really don't know uh, what the long-term effects of that's going to be just yet. Um, there's a lot of uh, pros and cons to having those kind of uh, devices put on a city street. Um, so we'll see what the feedback is, and I'm, I'm sure the city is open to, you know, entertaining that after some of the data comes back. But, you know, as always, we'll, we'll always have the traditional uh, speed enforcement as part of our function uh, as a, our traffic uh, enforcement activities so uh, we can do that in a couple of ways uh, we also have you've probably seen them around town uh, especially right now during the summertime uh, the deployable speed trailers that flash your speed and put the speed limit sign there so that hopefully sometimes just raising awareness uh, drivers see that and they will uh, 
comply with the law accordingly. But uh, any time, any area of the, of the city um, that you're seeing problems, especially in a neighborhood, give us a call. Um, we don't mind. Uh, we don't mind coming out and doing some of that, and we'll. We'll track the information that we find uh, a lot of times, on, especially in these neighborhoods, uh, if it's a frequent complaint. Excuse me. We'll even document uh, how many cars came through at a certain time, how many, what those speeds were, uh, because a lot of times some of these issues are, I will say, um, perception. 30 miles an hour in a neighborhood looks a lot faster than 30 miles an hour does on Broad Street. and uh, But there are times where we have found that uh, i know jones boulevard and uh, hamilton has a few more stop signs but jones on the, once you cross um, clark there we used to go and do i i've been out there uh, conducting radar between there and northfield boulevard because a lot of people use that as a shortcut to get to that part of town uh glenwood um uh, jones and i can't think of that in the, in the street down there uh anyway We'll be more than happy to come out. Just call us and let us know when, if you can tell us when that's happening, specifically a time. And uh, we can also, or you can call us, and we'll get that to the commander of traffic special services, and they'll make sure to deploy whatever necessary resources to fit the bill. Okay, very good deal. Uh, we have a text here from a listener who says they live in the area around Alexander Boulevard, and the speed humps have dramatically reduced the problem of speeding in the area, and they feel a lot safer for their children who ride bicycles in the area. Uh, so there's a good positive uh, from from a family who lives over there. Have you heard any other comments from people? Not in this particular location. The, the biggest opposition that we hear a lot of times, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as people get more used to that, wherever those humps are the residence that is that is located directly in front of or across from that uh if they have a lot of nighttime traffic per se a lot of times that noise that that the car makes going over those things um can be a problem for those people that live right there at that Trying spot to sleep. <laughs> exactly or or anything else <laughs> it's uh, pretty noisy man. it can be it can be especially if somebody drives through there quickly but there again that's just like that uh, listener said it'd be good to have that feedback i'm sure as the city studies um, this because i'm sure that's one thing that'll happen is they'll go back and and check what the uh, typical speed of of motor and traffic through there is after they've been in place for a while and see what happens so uh, I guess one thing, you've had similar devices in other parts of town, but they were permanent and they were the opposite direction. They were under. Uh, around the region would drive, I remember a good while back, and some of them still may be there, uh, there were the little drainage yeah. things, yeah. which uh, I guess could really hurt your car. Oh, man, yeah, those uh, are. Would, would they be different from, I mean, would a hump be a difference from a, a drainage thing to hit? Well, I mean, they both should slow you down. <laughs> I think the hump is more conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you look at those, they're much easier to see and, and observe. And, again, that plays into the perception of the driver to help them maybe slow down so they realize, like, oh, there's something here going on. I need to slow down. That one on Regionwood, I remember as a <laughs> new resident to Murfreesboro, using as a police officer the first time i drove down there i wasn't paying attention and i got quite a quite a surprise there so um and but a lot of those there's one on off of uh, river rock on 
um, center tree drive there. A lot of that has to do, like you said, more for drainage than it was for traffic control. Um, but, but it did both. But they are effective, yes. There's yes. <laughs> a person who said we've had some uh, break-ins in our neighborhoods lately, and they've added some home security cameras, and they feel that it's cut down dramatically on break-ins. But uh, what recourse is there for a neighbor that has a camera directed at neighbors' backyards? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, technology uh, is always out in front of lawmakers, unfortunately, at the, at the rate that it's being developed. Um, there are some laws in place that have to do with um, intentional filming of persons um, if, if that is the goal of that security camera. However, in this town, if you're houses are built close together and you have a camera on a part of your property that adjoins another piece of property there's not really a good way to i know for example i have um i have some at my house and you can control those parameters about what it's letting you know about but it, the field of view if you will what it sees uh, isn't always customizable so um if you feel like somebody's doing that intentional that is observed using that as just an observation to look at folks in in private property um then you know give us a call we'll be glad to talk to you about it and maybe talk with the neighbor. and sometimes as amy was talking about earlier it may just be a matter of having a conversation with that neighbor and saying hey i feel a little a little bit like your cameras <laughs> pointed in my private area back of your backyard so um but if it's an intentional act that's something definitely probably we need to look into but if it just happens to be that it borders the property um there may not be a necessary there's may not be a law violation or a way to prevent that and then who knows uh, we don't know about that specific situation it may just look as if it's aimed toward their house and, right. and not actually be but amy that's going back to you were saying the best thing to do is to get to know your neighbors we yes. got out of that somewhere along the way. We have. Um, and, and in the neighborhood watch meetings, I talk to, to people, um, and we're all guilty of it. We're out with people all day, and we get home. We want to hit the garage door opener, drive in the garage, close the door behind us, and go into our bubble. Um, so, you know, go out. You know, when you go get the mail, if the neighbor's out getting their mail, speak to them. Say hi. Uh, maybe have neighborhood events every once in a while. Some neighborhoods, you know, neighborhood yard sales or do a neighborhood cookout or whatever. Um, we've got a couple of neighborhoods here in town that they take it way above the basics. They do uh, 4th of July parades where the kids dress up and do a little impromptu parade through the neighborhood. They do neighborhood Easter egg hunts. Uh, Christmas lighting contest, uh, all kinds of things. Um, and that neighborhood, they um, there's several cul-de-sacs in that neighborhood. Those neighbors have actually gotten together to, point, to a point um, that they have worked together for their home security cameras. They've got the whole cul-de-sac covered. Wow. Like where, where mine would stop, Lieutenant Williams would cover just a couple of feet of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then where his stops on the other side, Larry's would cover it. So if we have uh, car break-ins or whatever, when our investigators go out and talk to the neighbors, you know, well, I've got footage of this part, but he's got footage of this part, and they end up having footage of the situation. 
I, I think a lot of people don't realize, even if they have home security devices like that, mm-hmm. they don't realize, uh, first of all, how long is that preserved? Let's say you have a, a doorbell with a camera on mm-hmm. the doorbell. Uh, you see a lot of people getting footage from that. Mm-hmm. But how long of a time do you have after an occurrence occurs for that to go away? I think that depends on which system you're using. Oh, you know, there's, okay. there's the Ring doorbell cameras and the Google Nest cameras, and then there's, you know, there's several different jillion, ones. Yeah. I think when you're looking to purchase them, that may be a, a thing that you look at. How long is the the footage stored, and is it automatically stored, or is it just uh, real life, real time observable? Um, if it's just one where you can just see what's happening on the front porch while you're at home in real time, that's not going to help solving crimes. Um, but you can monitor your property with it. So mm-hmm. if you want something that's going to record, I think checking to see how long that storage time is would be a, a prudent thing to look at when you're preparing to purchase. And we have a, a text here from a listener who says, I was really surprised. I recently had a new air conditioning system in, installed at our home, and uh, the sensor that enables us to see what the temperature is in the house we can do that on our smartphone. It also enables us to put a camera system onto that air conditioner's controls. So uh, it's amazing. I, I've never heard of that before on the air conditioner system. You can do about everything in your home except cook dinner before you get home, I think, <laughs> with some of these apps and some of these devices. Um, you can handle, you control the lighting, the, the air temperature. Uh, you know, some some of the door locks even um, they're automated to the point you can unlock a door from your phone and then lock it back. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pretty sophisticated. And with people having some of these cars that uh, do things on command, I have a friend who has a car that it's a Tesla, and he can call he park the car out front, and if it's raining, he can tell the car to come into the garage and get him. Uh, that that's a bit more than I think I would want my car to do. <laughs> Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Hello there. Any thought? Okay. Well, maybe not. Uh, they waited just a little too long. So uh, our number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. And then we'll be back and continue the conversation. We're looking at law and order here in the heart of Tennessee. If you have a question dealing with the Murfreesboro Police Department, give us a shout. 1450 online and on your phone at wgnsradio.com hi this is peter demas with demas's restaurants one of the places i love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at demas's you can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com you can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. 
Good morning. I'm looking at a crash that just happened over in Nashville. It's blocking the right lane on 24 westbound at Hickory Hollow Parkway before you get to Bell Road. Traffic's already busy enough up through there as it is. Traffic's picked up even more so out here on 840. Just give yourself an extra travel time. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium Family PJ Party with the Penguins coming up Friday. Check it out. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops with a high around 80. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. I'm Dr. O, and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Amaville Road. Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come fill the Amaville Farms difference. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. True American hero, Norm Elzier. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Your basic training, what was that time period? Took quite a while, because after we went to the classroom study, then we had to go up to Apalachicola, Florida, where we took aerial gunnery training, and we flew in AT-6s with a 30 caliber machine gun and shooting at that target. The bullets were painted colors, and they could tell who shot what. From there, they sent us off to a mechanic school in Shepherdfield, Texas. From there, they sent us to a gunnery school again. It was strictly shooting a 50 caliber at a moving target way down range. From there, we went to California where we joined our bomber crew. Well, Norm, when you shipped out, What was that like? It wasn't too good. The planes, they were all brand new planes, and they were supposed to fly over to Italy. The trouble was the ground officer decided they were going to fly too. So out of the six gunners, two of us had to go by boat, and we drew straws. And I was fortunate enough (laughs) to to draw one of the boat straws. took nine days to go across the Atlantic. It was storm almost all the time. In fact, I came off the boat in a stretcher because I was standing watch on deck uh, three times a day, and and I got sick. Norm Elzier. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. We are back again. We have a party while uh, while the weather and stuff's going on, and so we had to break up the party. <laughs> and 
We're ready to talk with you if you have questions dealing with the city of Murfreesboro, police issues. Give us a shout. Maybe there are people speeding in your neighborhood. Maybe there are a few potholes that have not been discovered by anyone but you as you drive down the road. Call us and let us know about them. Maybe you see something that you feel is creating a traffic issue. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Visiting with us this morning is Sergeant Amy Denton, along with Public Information Officer Larry Flowers and Lieutenant Clayton Williams. They're all with us this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Another text question. This one dealings with uh, deals with bicycles, and they say that. Uh, the weather is perfect for riding outside. Uh, is there a way to get people together who uh, want to ride bicycles, get to know each other? Uh, Amy, that might be something you... I would suggest to reach out to some of the local um, bicycle shops here in town um, and just see. They probably already have our parks and rec department. The Friends of the Greenway, they may already have some bicycle groups that are formed that they could just yeah. let people know about. And if you're new to town, that's a great way to, mm-hmm. to meet people. It is. Let's take another phone call. You're on WGNS. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I've got a question, and I don't know how important it is, but the Broad Street going south on Broad, you get to... Uh, UGO United Grocery Outlet uh-huh. and right going straight on down Manchester Highway you know they got that uh, turn lane or one lane that um, cuts off is there anything because a lot of people have I'm sure come close to where them people merge in mm-hmm. to just go ab- go ahead and open that lane back up as they turn lane to Manny Avenue. Okay. So, so the, where they're merging there, it's creating some problems. Oh, yes. It's, yeah, and people get hostile. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know who you'd talk to about that, but it's just a concern of mine. And hey. thank you, and I listen. Okay, thank you for calling. What about that? <clears throat> um first part uh, question if as far as for that concern and for better clarity about why that is the way it is or what the future plans are i would uh, suggest if you contact city hall and ask to speak uh to i believe it's under engineering and transportation um they kind of maintain the design and maintenance of our roadways and any changes that are coming that would come through that office um one thing i will say i think the reason why it's that way and not just a continual left turn lane is because you have businesses on both sides of the street there, on lot right and left. Um, so if you designated it as a left-hand turn lane, it may cause some problems for people trying to turn into the opposite side of the street. Um, I think there's a, pawn, a couple pawn shops there and some car dealers there. Um, but, yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about, that merge lane. Um, and a lot of that is to help alleviate from traffic coming from Broad where it goes from six lanes uh, down to five there. Um, I think the original idea was there once you got past those 
couple of businesses there past the intersection that a lot of that traffic is turning on to South Church Street to go that direction, so less volume coming um, down that way. Plus, it also sets up uh, for the two lanes once you pass Manny Avenue uh, because you do have the extended left turn lane for U.S. Highway 70, um, Mercury Boulevard. So, yeah, um, that's just a little probably too much information than you wanted. But as far as for the concerns and overall plans, uh, contact the engineering department at City Hall, and uh, they can go into much more detail and, and expound on that than I can. All righty. Thank you for your call. That's what that's what we're looking for. People who are seeing issues that concern them and uh, have an idea of how to s- solve the issue. 615-893-1450. And uh, this is probably too soon, but may not be. Uh, for any of you who are seeing shrubs and stuff like that, we're starting to get leaves on some shrubs uh, as they grow out into the roadways. Uh, it makes it difficult to see when you're pulling out into traffic. So if you're having issues on that, give us a call. About this time of the year, early spring is when we start seeing that becoming a problem. So uh, as you're out driving around, don't wait for somebody to have a wreck at a location. Call us in advance. And uh, I tell you, it's amazing when you call in how quickly the city responds to things like that. I mean, they're really fast. Potholes, things of that sort. Our number is 615-893-1450. Here's a question about uh, a traffic light needed. Uh, How do they go about getting a traffic light in? They are starting to see some new ones being installed, so obviously somebody's listening to somebody. Sure. How how do you do that? Well, again, um, (laughs) the ultimate decision on that is going to fall with traffic and engineering um, but yes we do see uh, lights being put up in places that they weren't before uh, they base that on need based on traffic volume uh, and safety if they're seeing an uptick in uh, number of crashes at a particular location or as uh, business a lot of times when you see it is as an area grows either more businesses in the area a school or more residents uh, in an area that require that traffic control device um, but, yes, uh, any of those areas that you see that you feel like is a need, a lot of these projects, um, somebody may already realize it, and it may be in the works, but in the city of Murfreesboro, we have several state and U.S. highways, and a lot of those decisions have to be made and dealt with in conjunction with the state and the federal uh, agencies that that take care of those because it's a much often a, a – joint project so you may call and you may mention something and it may be something in that's already in the pre-planning works um and there may be a development coming so they can speak to those things also um i would encourage anybody in the city especially if uh people aren't taking advantage of watching your a lot of your council meetings and planning commission meetings that are available online or tv3 uh, you can you can learn a lot about what's going on and what's coming to the area um, by watching those. So uh, sometimes there's not a lot, but uh, if if those things interest you, if you're civic-minded and wanted to know what's coming to the city and, and what plans are for certain things, I would encourage anybody to uh, take advantage of, of looking at that. And you don't even have to watch it live. You can They post those online um, on the city's website and the notes and all that. So, uh, yeah, being better informed makes us all better. So take advantage of that 
Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm doing well, Bart. Thank you. Good morning to you and your guests. Good morning. I have a, Good morning. I have a question. Um, will there be a Citizens Police uh, Academy or anything like that coming up soon? I know with COVID, things sort of got uh, detained, but just wondering if that was in the plans anytime soon. Good question. Thank you for calling. Well, let's just Thank say you. that I've missed it as much as anybody has. Um, I'm hoping that we get to go back to the new normal, whatever that is, um, this fall. We are taking applications for the fall class, um, and then depending on how big the class can be, if I'm limited on how many participants or whatever, um, we'll fill the class up in order of applications received. So if you think you want to come to it, go ahead and get your application in um, and get in line. Um, I've got several in the file right now waiting. Um, Hopefully their schedules will still allow them to attend. Do you have Um, a tentative date yet? Um, well, I have to look at a calendar. We usually start mid-August. Okay. Um, and we meet for 12 weeks. Um, we normally skip the, the Murfreesboro City, Rutherford County Schools fall break week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will we'll end before Thanksgiving. We, usually we try to end the week before Thanksgiving so that everybody's uh, free again on Tuesday nights to get ready for the holidays. And it's on Tuesday nights. We meet on Tuesday evenings from 530 till 830. Um your ride-alongs will be outside of that meeting time, but you'll get to schedule those, um, and we'll have plenty of notice to schedule them, however works for your schedule. That'll give you an opportunity to look at your calendar and see yes. how that fits. Uh, yes. 5.30 to 8.30 Tuesday evenings uh, starting mid-August for about yes. 12 weeks. Yes. Is there a fee? There oh. is no fee. Okay. Uh, and if you have taken the class before, would you benefit from taking it again has it changed um it has changed um our profession changes with everything else changing so um i try to change that program with you know keep things current Mm -hmm. um you know we've um in the last year or two we've added a section on human trafficking um on electronic uh, digital data recovery how that happens um we have a new crime lab in our new building that um, uh, Sergeant Henderson and the crime lab techs kind of clear all the evidence out and take the class down, let them see what tests they are able to do in-house and, and let them do some hands-on exercises with some of the fingerprint dust and things like that. Um, we have a, um, a simulator downstairs. We call it the firearm simulator, but we can simulate taser pepper spray um, and it responds to how you handle the situation is how the players on the screen react to you so mm-hmm. we've got a lot of new stuff so uh should they call you if they want to be on call the or email or even just go on our website under uh, community engagement and there's a link there that will take you to all the information okay and we will post uh, your phone number and email address on our podcast so you can check the podcast and the uh, address for Amy will be there on the podcast. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm calling about uh, at East College and North Manny where they put the brick crosswalks. I'm sure you all already have noticed it. There's a big drop-off on the, going down East College on the right side. 
your wheel drops off, and it's been like that for a pretty good while now. I'm sure you already know about it. I'm wondering when it's going to be fixed. And that's on East College at Northfield, did you say? East College and North Manny, where they oh, put North in Manny. the brick walkways. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me turn my radio back up so I can hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, <clears throat> appreciate that. Yeah, we'll pass that on. I know they're already doing some other utility. Uh, they're patching some from doing some utility work over in that area on Highland. So um, we'll pass that on to streets about that concern, and then I'll send the uh, notification over to them and see what they can do about it. Uh, here's a text question from a listener who's wanting to make it easier for traffic on the uh, Old Fort Parkway area as you enter the Stones River Mall. They also would like to have that uh, intersection go all the way across and let you also enter Hobby Lobby, which right now is a real traffic congestion if you try to get into that from Bridge Avenue. They said it would not take an extra traffic light. There's already one there. It would just take opening up that road all the way across into the Hobby Lobby parking lot. Uh, Could that be done? Good question. Um, uh, do you know where they're talking? Yes, about? Uh, I'm familiar. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I know the you're really close to the river right there. Um, I don't know if that's an issue, um, but there again, that would be a great thing to suggest and ask about with our traffic and engineering department um, because it's been that way for ever since I've been here. But um, and there is now that they mention that that other area of Bridge Avenue. The, uh, it's really uh, it is a congested area. Yeah, um, there may be something in in works already planned for that improvement, but as especially something now as we've grown and the more traffic that frequents those areas, uh, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure the city would be glad to hear that and entertain that, I'd, and maybe uh, talk to you about what the possibilities there are, or if there's an if there's something that's preventing that from happening, and, and maybe why it is that way. So okay, our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer. And uh, here's a text in relation to the recent flooding that we had. And they're saying uh, the log cabins there on Bridge Avenue have flooded once again. Several years ago, the city put in a berm in the back of those to keep the river out. But the floodwaters evidently were pretty high this time and got in it once again. Uh, Is there anything that can be done about that? (laughs) <laughs> there again, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not a not an engineer by any means. Um, I know that area just like we're talking. It sits. It's very low and sits very close to the river and the greenway there. Um, I, and I, 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 beyond, there's Mother Nature, you can't y- stop. Yeah, it's kind of tough to deal with, with that kind of rain that we had. Um, and I, I was not even aware that those residences were inhabited anymore. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, but there again, that's when you have that kind of water moved to the area. I mean, it wasn't quite like 2010 in Nashville, but I don't know that we've seen that much rain over a certain period of time in, in a long time. And um, and where the river is that close, everything draining into it, I don't know um, that there's a way to prevent that from happening in that particular spot. But um, yeah, that would that would have to be a question again for engineering. That's just way out of my scope. Uh, here's some any news yet on the old Murfreesboro Police Department building's usage. 
think it's going to be used for recycling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all waiting to see, too, yeah. what happens. Um, that's another city hall question. Yeah, we're wondering, too. Um, it's yeah. next door. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, uh, Bart, you may know more about that than we I, do because that's I don't your neighbor building. Yeah, they are our neighbors, but uh, I don't know, don't have a clue. Right. Uh, I, I get asked fairly often and hear all kinds of rumors, but um, as far as knowing, I, I don't know if any of us know. I know they're working on a, a plan for the area, um, mm-hmm. and, and the details of that are still remain unclear. But uh, I'd, this might clear it. It's not, as far as right now, it seems like every uh, proposed idea, the, it's probably not going to be rehabita- rehabitated. It's probably going to be um, torn down and something else move into the area and rebuilt. So um, that, that was built in the early 70s? 74, 74. I think, was when, was when the rear. I can remember when there was no police building there and there mm. was a green grass. <laughs> yeah. In fact, once, once they take it down, I'm anxious to see the side of our building. Because you haven't seen I, it in a long time. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it in a long time. But there's a big sign on it, and I know it's still there because uh-huh. uh, you can be up on the roof and look down and see it. Uh, it's, it's, wow. It talks about Brown TV Shop. Oh, wow. uh, and, and I think it's a picture of a giant TV or something. It'd be some good uh, historical community yeah. art. Yeah. They have the oldest mural in town. That's right. That's <laughs> Back before they were cool. Yeah. That's, it. That's it. We could get uh, the uh, art group to come in and put some bright colors on it and yeah. make it uh, the end thing. Who knows? Our number is 615-893-14. I'm just looking up at the clock. Whoops. We're almost out of time. <laughs> We've been having too much fun uh-huh. this morning. Uh, any final thoughts that any of you want to share? Larry has the mic. Uh, Bart, just want to remind everybody that this is Distracted Driving Month, Awareness Month um, and an upcoming event that the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task uh, Force is doing is uh, Operation 40 to 40. Uh, they're going to have officers and deputies out on 840 from Dixon County to Wilson County Um with uh, traffic safety enforcement looking for um, drivers who drive drive dangerously, text and drive, and speeding drivers as part of a distracted driving uh, month. So just want people to be aware of that. That's coming up Friday, April 16th, uh, Operation 40 to 40. Uh, Murfreesboro Police does not uh, patrol the interstate, so we won't be a part of that. But uh, I know uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol and several agencies from Dixon County all the way up to um, – Uh, Wilson County will be taking part. Very good. We thank you for joining us this morning.